Time for our weekly visit with Dr. Wes Crenshaw. You can check him out online at dr-west.com. Dr. Wes, we've spent so much time over the last year plus talking about the return to normalcy. We're as close as we've ever been before, but I would imagine there's some anxiety about getting back to that point. What say you, Dr. West? There is a lot. And, you know, it may be different in different communities around the country, but one of the things I always mention on this show is we live in a college town, home of the University of Kansas and Lawrence, and it's really a cross-section of America. I think what happens here is a pretty good bellwether for a lot of other communities. And what I am seeing more than I really ever could have imagined are uh, teenagers and some very young adults who are just very hesitant to get back into the swim of life. Uh, when you and I first talked about the pandemic in the radio show before now, a year ago, I thought we, you know, it was just obvious to me that kids were going to sneak out and um, go do their own bidding. And that did happen a little bit at first, but what really has happened in the long run is they're um, scared. They've not socialized as much with their friends. And there are even, you know, there are kids who are just staying in remote school, which is amazing to me. I expected them to be back the first day. So they, there's a lot of kids pretty shook up. So with that being said, what do you do to break up that, that shakeup of sorts to get closer? What are some steps that you could take to ease into getting back to normal, I guess? We always have wanted kids to be able to spend time with their friends. At this point, uh, 16 and ups can get vaccinated. And we're trying to encourage the kids who are getting it. In our community, many kids in that age range, my son got his second one yesterday, he's 17. Many kids are already vaccinated. And so we're trying to remind them that the CDC has encouraged or allowed people to be around other vaccinated people uh, and still wanting to maintain some social distancing, but trying to get them to sort of be calmer about their interactions. Uh, talk about the limits of risk. Well, you know, hear what I'm saying. This is not at all what we've been talking about for a year. We've been saying to people, you know, oh my gosh, run for the hills. And there was a good reason for that. Uh, you know, I had COVID in November, and I'll tell you what, you don't want to have it. My, main, my initial symptoms weren't uh, bad at all, but I had fatigue for months afterwards. And I've seen that in other young people I work with. Nobody wants to have this dumb thing. But now the mental health consequences of not having social interaction with people are so significant. We're having to kind of convince young people to go out and live their lives. It's hard to even say that right now because it's been so much not what we've said for the last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think about this time of year, you have the proms and the events towards graduation and such. And, you know, those things at the end of the year, all those events and activities require social interaction. I would imagine it's got to be pretty bizarre for these schools that have been in remote learning or partial in-person learning all of a sudden at the end of the year oh I, I i haven't seen you all year now we're gonna just have parties and celebrations together it's a it's a quick adjustment in actuality of how much is going on now compared to what it was even just a few weeks ago 
My guess is there will be still very limited social gatherings. You know, they, they've been able to pull off some graduations or plan to pull off some graduations by doing them outdoors, um, by requiring certain measures, social distancing, masking. Uh, but in terms of being able to do indoor activities, like if I were going to do a prom, I'd move it outdoors uh, too. Uh, you know, hopefully the weather would cooperate on that. <laughs> but the, the, but the, there's sort of a, the rule we're trying to teach people, among other things, that fits exactly what you're talking about is the is the two of three rule. And the three is vaccine, mask, and uh, being outdoors versus indoors. And if you can do two of those three, then you're pretty safe. So if you wear a mask and you're indoors, but you haven't been vaccinated, that's two of three. If you've been vaccinated uh, and you're outdoors, you don't need the mask. And the CDC was just talking about that this morning. So we're trying to get people to kind of go down the two of three route. Now, obviously, there are people who are, who've never cared about this, been against masks and all that to begin with, but they tend not to be in the age range that I'm talking about. The kids and the young adults have taken all of this, in my experience, more seriously than a lot of adults and politicians in our country. And serious is good until it becomes this foreboding, this sense of anxiety. And being anxious just means you care too much. And at this point, we're trying to get the kids to care just exactly the right amount. Well, it goes back to something that you and I talked about not too long ago, that this is the most well-educated generation ever and the most informed and engaging. And I know that, you know, they get a hard time. People love to make fun of the current generation for a lot of reasons. And a lot of those are justified. But as far as their engagement in, you know, society, as far as being aware, we haven't seen a generation like this before. I mean, they, they have got this. It seems like the messaging when it comes to the seriousness of covid most young people understand. Yeah, it's true. This dumb thing um, may be fun to play Candy Crush on and Snapchat your friends, but it's also a, a tremendous uh, conduit for information. And uh, I, am, I can assure you that over the last 15 years where these devices have become, smartphones have become more prevalent, kids have become more knowledgeable about the world. This is why you see protests and young people pursuing things like Black Lives Matter or uh, whatever their cause is, but because they're interconnected. And we, as you and I have discussed, some of that information is better than others. Uh, but they are interested in news. I'm always surprised, even now, when kids come in and say, oh, did you see what was on the news? And it's like 12 minutes ago. No, I was in a session. Uh, it was a teenager who told me what the George Floyd uh, verdict was because I wasn't sitting there watching the news like they are. So that's great, but it adds to this sense of anxiety. And there's clear research that says the heavy use of media uh, can increase anxiety. And this is one of the reasons why it's a constant flow of information. And when that information has been even good information about COVID, helping them back out of that some and be able to be in the world now uh, is hard, especially when it's things like school, where we, you know, a lot of kids have always been reluctant to go to school. Well, now they feel they have a good reason to be. Tricky stuff. Certainly so. Dr. Wes Crenshaw joining us here on Local News Live. Dr. Wes, uh, with you being a sec 
therapist. I thought figured this is worth bringing up too. I read a report just the other day that Trojan's condom sales were up 90% year over year right now. I would guess that's a sign that people are more comfortable getting out, meeting new people and seeing each other, getting over that anxiety. Do you think that's a sign of sorts of that the anxiety people are starting to overcome? Or you think those two are related? Well, as a sex therapist, uh, Tyler, I must tell you that Trojan condoms will not protect you from COVID <laughs> unless you wear it over your head, and that would not be safe. But I do, I do think that uh, we, we've had a complicated relationship with sexuality during the pandemic. It's probably a good show all its own. Uh, dating has actually, I think, fared well in the last year because people have been using online apps to get to know people like you and I talk right here. Uh, before going out and getting physical with them. And people are asking, what is your testing status? Well, that used to mean, you know, had you been tested for STDs? Now it means, have you, have you had COVID? Have you been vaccinated? Do you need to be tested? And I absolutely, now that testing is so much easier to get, I know people who will only go on a physical date with someone if uh, both of them get tested. That's probably going to get to be less so in the next few months. But that, those workarounds for dating have been pretty significant. Um, people are really vetting who they're going to be sexually involved with and making some agreements that, again, come right out of the 19, early 1990s. People having like a STDs bubble that they would only date within this small group of people. And we're seeing that much more now with COVID. Uh, the, 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 there was also a news report this morning. I hadn't seen your condom report, but the, uh, <laughs> the report about uh, births uh, people were like, oh, everybody's going to go have a baby. Absolutely not. Um, the birth rate is significantly down. And anyone who worked with pregnant women during this time, which I have, knows why is because it's super scary to be pregnant during COVID. There were worries that if you have your baby and either of you, if you test positive, then they separate you. Can you imagine that? So a lot of fear around that. And I think if anything, um, the birth rate may go up after COVID because people have really been uh, waiting. So. Dr. Wes Crenshaw joining us here at Local News Live. Dr. Wes, uh, what about parents? What would you advise the parents to say to their kids that maybe don't want to go see friends or be socially involved? Do you give them that space or do you kind of push them a little bit like, hey, why don't you, you know, go hang out with your friends or something? What do you do as a parent? What kind of advice would you give? Yeah, this is this question is coming up on a daily basis, both in our existing client loads and in the requests we get. We're getting uh, 12, 13 requests a day now for therapy in a practice of 12 people. And what we're trying to suggest to parents is to, to do what we call systematic desensitization. Uh, when you when something is fearful for you, if you're afraid of, of, of a non-venomous snake, or you're afraid of, I don't know, elephants or something, um, you, you go and you see a picture of the snake, and then you look at a video of the snake, and then you um, go to, if it's elephants, you go to the zoo and you just see them way across a half a mile away, and then you go home, and you work yourself forward in that till you are able to go down to the pet store we have here in town and touch the boa constrictor. It's a very friendly boa constrictor. Uh, you know, some people like wear it on their back. That's the ultimate. But you work your way towards that. 
And what we're going to ask, we're asking people to do now is to go out and do what you can do. Go out and become desensitized maybe to seeing your friends uh, outdoors and become more comfortable from that. With school, we really don't, we're in, you know, in the fall, we're not going to have time to help desensitize people. So we're trying to get them ready now uh, by having similar experiences. Maybe they're going to go to church and be social distanced, or maybe they're going to go to uh, friends' houses and have a sleepover or something, trying to get them ready to be able to say, I can go to school. And we're trying to help people. You know, I know there's people who think the vaccine is controversial, as is gravity, you know, but uh, we're trying to get kids to have some faith in that because this is really their a ticket for them to have greater freedom. Even if we have to get boosters and still maintain some social distancing for a while, we're trying to help them see that as something to help their safety. So a lot of this desensitization, helping them be worried about what's worry, worrisome and less worried about what's not. I'm 24 years old. I think I'm still in the young person category. And I think about somebody like me, Dr. West, you know, I'm very much an extrovert. I enjoy seeing people hanging out. And I'm at the point after being fully vaxxed, a couple of weeks passed by, I have no anxiety whatsoever about hanging out with people and going out, you know, having some drinks or whatever it may be, you know, seeing people again, none whatsoever. Are extroverted people like myself much more likely to have less anxiety than those that are introverted and such? Is it an introvert, extrovert thing here? I thought it was going to be. And because the idea of being an extrovert is it's going to give you extra motivation, extra energy to desensitize yourself to the fearful things. But I, 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 my analysis on our client load here, and between the 10 of us, you know, we have over a thousand people in, in treatment or with open charts. So we have a pretty good population. And uh, it uh, doesn't seem that that protects. We have introverted people who are fine going out. They may not hang out with a lot of people, but they go out and get in public. And we have extroverted people who the fear factor, they, they feel depressed because they can't do the things you're describing. And we're trying to help them get through that so they can go back to a reasonable level of extroversion. There doesn't seem to be a correlation there from what we've seen. All right. Last question for you, Dr. West. What would be the very first step? If you're looking to get comfortable, what would you advise as far as being that first thing to do or go of a public setting? Of course? If you're interested in tennis or basketball or golf or going for a walk or going to a farmer's market, something that is a focused activity. Um, we have great farmer's market here in our town. I was just there the other day, plenty of people out there in the sunshine and air. They were masked up. Uh, getting, getting kids to do something like that with their friends uh, is a, such a low risk activity that it's probably a pretty good first step. Um, playing some light sports, non-contact sports, that kind of first step is probably the like this first level of the desensitization. That's what we're trying to ask people to do. There you have it. Dr. West Crenshaw. Check him out online. dr-west.com is the website. Dr. West, appreciate the time as always. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us. Take care, Tyler.